You're listening to Public Safety First, a podcast to help you learn about the First Responder Network Authority and how you can be part of the future of public safety technology. And now, your host. Welcome to the Public Safety First podcast. I'm Bruce Fitzgerald, the Senior Public Safety Advisor at the First Responder Network Authority. Today, I'm honored to be joined by Officer Dee Brown from St. Augustine, Florida. Officer Brown's the Public Information Officer for the St. Augustine Police Department. And under his leadership, the city of St. Augustine adopted FirstNet last year, including the police and fire departments and other city agencies. We're so honored to have you on the podcast today. Thanks for joining us, Officer Brown. Thank you for having me. Could you just give us a little bit of background on yourself? You've got an extensive career in law enforcement. Tell us about yourself and how you got here today. A little bit about me and my career. So believe it or not, I was in education for 15 years prior to law enforcement. And I've always wanted to be an officer just because my youth football coaches were all police officers. And I was just tired of being in the classroom. But I started out on the street and with my history in education and communications, um, I ended up as a public information officer. And that's how I'm, I'm here today speaking with you guys. That's great. Thank you for your contributions on both sides. Could you tell us a little bit about the city of St. Augustine and why you decided to adopt FirstNet? So that's interesting and that's a great question. So the city of St. Augustine, the city itself is roughly about 15 to 17,000 residents. But the unique part about our small city is we deal with about eight to nine million tours a year and that's year round. If there's not a peak season, it's constantly tourists all day, every day. So with everything this city has to offer, the tourism, the uh, the beaches, the waterway, the bayfront, the fort, it's, uh, it's a great place to visit. The network we were on prior to FirstNet, we had a lot of drop calls and our VPN, as far as our MDTs and our computer, our computers in the cars would drop often and we haven't had that at all since we switched over to FirstNet. So it was a need for change and FirstNet has helped us out tremendously. Could you just describe for us all of the different agencies in St. Augustine that are using FirstNet? Yes, absolutely. So police and fire, of course. We also have our IT department, city manager, so the whole city management, senior management of the city our fleet, public works, utilities, parking. Nice. What Can you tell us a little bit about the process that you went through in, I guess, evaluating and selecting FirstNet and that led you to make that move? Hurricane Michael was 2018, but Florida had just been hit in 2017 by Hurricane Irma and still had not recovered. And so we sent a deployment team out to Bay County, which is in the Panhandle, Lynn Haven, Florida. And it was a disaster. It looked like a third world country. You know, it's food and everything being chopped off. Uh, Tons of agencies spread out throughout the whole Panhandle, but we were designated to Bay County, uh, Lynn Haven, Florida, and no cellular service at all. But luckily, FirstNet was out there and had, and they were tremendous. 
to be able to share devices for us to be able to communicate. And that was our form of communication out there in Bay County was first step. It was the only thing that was operating and the only communication that any agency had in the panhandle. And so 2018 was definitely an eye opener for our our agency, especially those that were deployed out there. And I know all the agencies in the panhandle, you know, not being able to speak with your loved ones and no way, no means to communicate. And these deployment teams were out on the ground going house to house to make sure people were okay and had the just basic needs were met or make sure people were evacuated, but still there was no way, no forms of communication other than FirstNet. So that that definitely made us a believer and kind of molded the way for the process. And so that kind of painted the picture for us and it made sense to start transitioning or at least to have that conversation you know, what is FirstNet and how can it help us? I know that FirstNet was right out in front, kind of leading the way and getting the networks back up and running uh, during that event. And I think it was an eye opener for a lot of agencies. They got to see it in action for the first time. Absolutely. Absolutely. That was the start of what has become a wonderful relationship between FirstNet and the city of St. Augustine. So we started out with city and fire personal cell phones. A few fire department firefighters and a few officers switched over. They had a few years to try FirstNet out with some of the big events that we have going on in the city. And I'll tell you, it was unbelievable to see the way they were still able to navigate through their cellular devices and their uh, laptops and tablets. So that was wonderful. And that was three years ago. Last year, uh, in July, we were able to bring on the rest of the city to the FirstNet family. Excellent. That leads me right to my next question about all the other city agencies that you guys work with. How do you think the value has increased just by being able to communicate with all of the other city bureaus, whether it's police, fire, EMS, public works, IT, your city administration, I mean, you must need to talk with them every day for something, right? You know, it's, it's hard to have a conversation when you're constantly having drop calls. And so now that we're on the FirstNet family, it makes communication a lot easier, especially some of these buildings are older and it's unique. I mean, I, I don't know how this happens or how it works. I know it works for us, but it's definitely intriguing to see how we're able to now communicate and not have spotty service throughout the city. So that's big help. I know public works, it works tremendously. Public safety in general, it works out great for us just to be able to communicate in the event that there is a disaster and know that we have the support to keep us fully staffed and fully serviced. Well, if I remember my St. Augustine trivia, you're the oldest city in the country, so it's not like you're going to go and retrofit all these buildings. Right. And it's also Florida, so tons of bad weather. Hurricane season is upon us now. And, you know, it's great to have this family of this network because we had firsthand were able to experience in the panhandle where FirstNet was the only network the only means of communication in Panama City area. 
we were deployed out there. Some of our officers um, were deployed out there and they had to switch to their first net devices to be able to communicate. And we saw it firsthand. So that's what kind of what made me a believer as well. Yeah, just being able to coordinate between your agencies and with that many people there, it's got to be quite a challenge. And, and I would think that seeing is believing, right? A great example of last year was Knights of Lights. Our fire chief, Pacetti, good friend of mine, I was trying to send pictures to him and I could not send anything to let him see what the crowd was like and where I needed them to bring their side by side to stage. And I walked over to him. He sent some videos through his laptop. He had all these apps open and streams open. And I was like, how are you doing that? And he was like, first step, I'm still able to navigate through everything I need to on this service. And that's what made me switch. And I immediately switched over my personal phone to FirstNet. Officer Brown, could you just explain a little more for our audience about what the Knights of Lights celebration is? So the Knights of Lights celebration is this amazing light display. It is rated in the top 10 Christmas light displays in the country. So the entire city is lit up. And when I tell you the wonderful city you have to visit the city of st augustine to understand the dynamic it's a beautiful city without lights but when you add the lights you know the entire city comes out i would say hundreds of thousands come to visit throughout that two-month period but for the night the actual night i would say it's thousands and thousands of people that sounds amazing. Can you tell us a little more about how all of the city agencies participate? Because it sounds like a huge challenge just to keep tabs on all of the people that are that are there and make sure that you're able to do an effective response. On the actual night, the opening night, we've got about 20,000 people that attend. And so this is a big deal. So we do bring in surrounding agencies to help us. So we have Florida Fish and Wildlife, so FWC, Florida Highway Patrol is FHP, St. Johns County Sheriff's Office. We bring in Flagler County Motor Units, St. Johns County Motor Units, and St. Augustine Beach. We bring their bike patrol, and we always put one of their officers with one of ours because we are now, especially with us being on FirstNet and the other agencies, possibly not switching over yet. It's a big event. So fire, city fire, St. Johns County fire comes and helps out as well. And our main goal is to keep everyone safe. So FirstNet plays a huge part. What kinds of responses typically come up in an event that size? So in this particular event, we relate to, you know, kids being lost you know, losing their parents for a split second. And I forgot to mention, we also have St. John's County Sheriff that helps us out as well. May have some slip and falls, medical dehydration, unfortunately, public intoxication. So we deal with that on the law enforcement side. And then just, you know, when people are drinking and in the sun and all day, you know, you have a few altercations, uh, but nothing major. And so those are the type of incidents that we deal with. And luckily, we haven't had any major incidences the years that I've been here, at least that I know of. Oh, that's good. You know, we may have some boaters in distress that 
haven't navigated the intracoastal or the inlets or the waterways of St. Augustine. So they kind of drift away and don't lose a sense of direction. So our marine units go out and make sure everyone on the water is safe as well. Nice. And are you working with the Coast Guard as well when you're doing that? The Coast Guard, they're on standby, but we have so many marine units that resources that are just right there, downtown St. Augustine. Like I said, FWC, which is Florida Fish and Wildlife, they are on the waterway. St. John's County Sheriff's Office Marine Unit is on the waterway. St. Augustine Police Department and St. Augustine Fire Department Marine Units are on the waterway. And so having everyone on one accord on emergency procedures is awesome to have. Also, Custom and Border Patrol, they have Marine Units on standby. What kind of applications do you use either at the police department or in between some of the other agencies where you're sharing information? And I'm thinking of maybe location apps or even uh, like common operating picture applications where you can see what's going on across the whole city and where people are. Well, so as far as across the city, like we live stream a lot through Facebook because and that's typically how we are able to reach a bigger magnitude of people. And so that's one of the main streams, our social media. It's how we're all tied together. We also have our computer system, fire and police side. It's tied together. We have the same dispatch center. So they're able to see us now. It's it's quite impressive. And I think we're all satisfied across the board. Could you tell us a little bit more about how St. Augustine Police Department uses social media? Absolutely. So as the public information officer, I manage all of our social media for the St. Augustine Police Department. Years ago, we thought it was a great idea. Several ways we use our social media. When there's a major event, we post the routes, the roadblocks that are going to happen. Also, when there are crashes, we distribute that information throughout platform, all three of our platforms, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We distribute that information out. So those that can't see the news, but always looking at their phone, they can see, okay, hey, on my route home or my travels through the city, I need to avoid these areas. We also attempt to contact or attempt to identify when there has been a crime committed. Social media plays a huge part in how I'm able to post pictures or video of something that happened and we are able to identify people. Our social media audience age ranges from, you know, teenagers to the elderly. Social media plays a huge part in the way we operate in law enforcement, and that's across the the nation. It's a really powerful tool for mass communications. Absolutely, because as a PIO, I tell people this all the time, if your PIO is in the office all the time, what are they doing? Because it's my job to build relationships throughout the community. And so often when I make posts, I'm not in the office. So to be able to have a device and a network that still allows me to have priority, especially to get out important information, it's huge for PIOs across the nation. For example, we had an incident in the city and I was away. I was actually in another county, but I was able to get that information out, just the basics of the incident and what road closures 
were happening until I was able to get there and get a grasp of the entire situation. But again, FirstNet allowed me to have priority and be able to distribute that information. That's excellent. So talking about some of these big events, what will you be doing differently during those? How FirstNet might be helpful there? Yes, absolutely. So most people know that when there's a large event, even concerts, once everybody is in the same area, it's hard to pull up your tickets on. And I experienced this last night at a graduation and at a concert earlier this week. You know, people aren't able to pull up their tickets and because the network is overflowing. And so that's going to be beneficial to us if we can't hear on our radios. We can always make that phone call and know that we can get through to each other to have whatever we need to distribute information. We also can send a group text or just make a phone call and say, hey, this is where I need you. Because there are times where it's so loud that you can't hear on the radio, even with an earpiece in, and it's just easier to make that phone call. And so having priority on the network is beneficial to us all. You know, AT&T has been doing a great job of leaning forward and pre-positioning assets, especially when a hurricane is in the forecast. And then we work with them, and then we work with you as a stakeholder to make sure that you have the resources that you need. We've seen developments with the deployable program where we've gone from the satellite truck, the big truck, down to a trailer hitch mounted compact deployable, and then even some new in-building options that might be something that, as we're talking about these really old buildings in St. Augustine, you know, maybe that's something that you could use in the future. How about with your neighboring jurisdiction? So outside of the city and the ability to be able to be interoperable with those other partners, whether they're bringing mutual aid to you or if you're providing mutual aid outside of St. Augustine. Yes, I'm glad you touched on that. I was in a meeting for a big event across the nation, the law enforcement torch run. And one of the lieutenants, my chief and I went to this meeting and he was talking about how his calls drop every time he's in the city of St. Augustine. He asked a question specifically to my chief, what service do you guys have? And how are you always on the phone when I'm in the car with you or when we're talking? And she says, with a big smile on her face, first net. And that opened up another conversation to our neighboring jurisdictions, possibly in the process of, you know, making that transition as well. Like I said, hurricane season, different agencies ask for mutual aid. So we're deployed wherever the hurricane hits, boots on ground. As a PIO, I'll go out and assist PIOs in other cities that have been hit. So having FirstNet and not having to miss a beat on whether my service is going to be great or not is going to be huge for the state of Florida, at least. I know that for a fact. Yeah, that's a great point. Whether you're doing in-state mutual aid or out-of-state mutual aid, I mean, FirstNet is a nationwide network. So anywhere that you go, I mean, let's say that you even had to go to Texas or somewhere else for another hurricane, you know, as soon as you get there, you're back on FirstNet and, and you're business as usual. Right. That's excellent. Throughout your career, and let's talk about either as a teacher or now in law enforcement, how do you think the evolution of communications and technology has made your job easier? 
and you know specific to public safety why do you think we need to keep making improvements to public safety communication oh that's a great question especially from both sides thinking about myself as a teacher thinking about myself in law enforcement you know having first that and ability to have the whole world at your hand and be able to not miss a beat is huge because everything is social media nowadays everything no one you know my kid doesn't even have a tv in her room because everything is on her phone or her tablet so the evolution of technology is huge in the way we learn in the way we operate businesses and the way we are as a nation the technology and the improvement is always going to be amazing and help us tremendously through our evolution as humans. So, you know, that person that does not or does never looks at the news with the ability to be able to look at their phone and say, oh, this is what's going on. I need to avoid the area. Just that alone changes the game for technology. So, Officer Brown, that's a great point about, you know, just the the intersection of the public using their technology and public safety using the same types of tools to do their job and keep the public at large safe. We just had this great tragedy in Texas, and you've had tragedies similar in school shootings in Florida. How do you think that FirstNet and public safety communications in general can help to respond or help you as a responder and help educators who are inside the school to communicate better or to help keep their students safe? You know, FirstNet is unique, and it goes back to something I said about when we can't talk on the radio or there's sometimes a need where we don't need to be on the radio because not every officer likes to wear an earpiece. So that's where the cellular network comes in to benefit us. You know, you take a school shooting, for example, and you don't know where the person is, the suspect is, so you may switch to phone and to be able to have that service and a lot of schools you don't get great reception or great service so to be able to have first net and you're going to have tons of parents calling the networks are going to be flooded so it's a great asset to have a network where you still can get through and be on priority and even to be for me as an example as a public information officer to be able to distribute information through via social media and know that the message would be sent and it would be posted like immediately and we won't miss a beat that helps us out tremendously that also helps out the city that helps out the school to be able to get their messages out so it's very beneficial in this day and time in the crisis that we're going through in the country yeah for sure and i'm also thinking of the location applications and some of those new tools that are coming out, you know, they're being made specifically for public safety and would allow you to see where the friendly forces are while you're trying to respond to, you know, possibly a very large building. Absolutely. You know, you can never have too many resources when you're a first responder. And so for an agency to be able to see where their officers are and also for a fire department, if they're responding to those agencies, to be able to know their location and know, okay, hey, that's a secure location. That's where we're gonna we have to get to. 
Yeah, exactly. As we close out this podcast, I wanted to ask if you had any advice for another city who's thinking about joining the FirstNet network. What would you tell them as they look to do a citywide adoption? I would tell them it's a no-brainer, without a doubt. I would tell them to, if they're having, you know, if they're having thoughts about it, definitely reach out to a FirstNet representative nearby and have them come out and test some of the devices during one of their larger events and to see what the benefit that it will have for their community and their city and agencies. Yeah, I think that's the theme of our podcast today. Seeing is believing. Absolutely. Is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners? Yeah, it's, you know, like I sing your praises, like you said, seeing is believing is the podcast and I am a true believer now and I had to see it firsthand, but I'm glad we made the switch. So not only do I have a FirstNet personal phone on the law enforcement side, but also my work phone as a PIO is also FirstNet. It's just great to have that reassurance for sure. Excellent. All right, Officer Brown, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us today. It's been a privilege. We really appreciate your partnership, everything that you do for the people of St. Augustine, but also all the millions of visitors that are coming to see you every year. Thank you. And I have to, again, I have to thank Dana and I have to thank our IT guy, Brandon, for making the, uh, being the final piece to tie everything together, to adopt it as an entire city. So thank you to both. And it was great speaking with you guys today. Thanks for listening today. We're excited to have you join our podcast community. Make sure to subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, and YouTube. You can learn more about the First Responder Network Authority at firstnet.gov and learn about FirstNet products and services at firstnet.com.